listening to episode 18, chapter 3 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lambert. And I'm Josh Havens. We're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Dr. Leo Sanchez. Leo Sanchez is the Werner R. H. and Elizabeth R. Krauss Professor of Hispanic Ministries at Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. A faculty member since 2004, he is Professor of Systematic Theology and Director of the Seminary's Center for Hispanic Studies. He received his Doctorate of Philosophy from Concordia Seminary and his Master of Divinity from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He holds a bachelor's degree from Concordia University, Wisconsin in Mequon. Leo teaches regularly in the United States and abroad, and he has delivered courses and workshops in Brazil, Cuba, India, Ghana, Chile, Panama, Argentina, and Venezuela. He has participated in various colloquies on pedagogy through the Wabash Center for Teaching and Learning in Theology and Religion. In his community, Leo is principal double bass player with the St. Louis Civic Orchestra. He also enjoys swimming and international cooking. He and his wife, Tracy Lynn, have two children, Lucas Antonio and Anna Victoria. In Galatians 5, Paul talks about the struggle Christians face when our sinful natures want what's opposite to the desires of God for our lives. In a way, our lives and the struggle between these two wills is a great drama that plays itself out over the course of our entire lives. In this chapter, Leo unpacks his second model of sanctification that sees this dramatic struggle played out in our everyday lives. This um, brings us into that second model, right, of the Christian life, which which I call the dramatic model, Uh, meaning that, you know, life is a drama between God and the devil, you know, fighting for the souls of people. It's, It's... uh, if I may put it this way, a little bit dramatic way of, of, of putting it. But but yeah, so sanctification means also a life of struggle, you know, because Christ's own life is a life in the desert and in the garden where, where you are tempted. And at the same time, the other side of that coin is you are also tested, right? And so... Um, and so, you know, this is a different way of talking about sanctification, uh, in the renewal model, it's more sort of death to self and to, you know, the old flesh, the, this the crucifying the old passions in order to be raised to new life, to be forgiven, to become an instrument of righteousness and all of that. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and that's one way of thinking about what it means to live in the spirit. But then you also have these other narratives that bring a lot of kind of struggle and conflict. And it's the Holy Spirit against the evil spirit, you know. Um, and, and so I thought that that's really a different kind of way of thinking about life in the spirit. And I think it's important to bring that up because sometimes Christians feel that if they are undergoing struggles, that they're not Christian enough or they're not holy enough. You know, that there's a problem with them, that they, they're weak. Uh, and yet Christ's own life in the spirit is one that brings uh, struggle into his life, and it, it brings the attacks of the of the evil one. And so, um, in the midst of that struggle, 
where Jesus' sonship is tested, um, he stands firm and is resilient in the midst of the attacks, and he puts his life in the Father's hands. Not my will, but yours be done. He does that through prayer. He also can speak the scriptures, right, to the devil in the desert. And so in the same way, the Christian life uh, is described. For us, we too pray, Abba, Father, the Apostle Paul tells us. Um, uh, You know, in a world where we see uh, uh, the corruption of death and we don't know how to pray, and there we pray, Abba, Father, and the Spirit intercedes for us in the midst uh, uh, of life in this world, uh, which is falling away, awaiting the new creation. Uh, you have that kind of language. And then you have the Ephesians language, right? The gladiator, we're in the arena, we stand firm with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and with uh, prayer at all times, you know. Uh, so that's, I think, uh, you know, a way of thinking about sanctification that uh, takes seriously. Uh, that we have deserts, that we have gardens in our lives, and that might be different for everybody what that is, but places where we're most vulnerable to attack, and therefore, you know, we need to be vigilant, not to be overly confident, but always depend on the Word of God and prayer to stand firm against the attacks of the evil one. And that's a little bit different than the renewal model. The renewal model tends to be uh, more about sort of dealing with other issues, like, for for instance, uh, uh, you know, dealing with perfectionism, you know, uh, which is another issue in holiness talk, you know, how, how we can be, uh, you know, fully holy in this life. Well, I mean, we strive and be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Perfect, but that doesn't mean that we always want to forgive our enemies, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or pray for them. So it's a struggle, you know. So perfectionism, we have to constantly die to self. Then there is the other problem that the renewal model deals with, which is fatalism, you know, that I'm always dying to self. I'm a miserable sinner. You know, I'm always under the waters. There's nothing good I can do, you know. No, no. You're also a new creation. So you rise out of the waters, a new creature. So go and try again, you know. Um, uh, So that model deals with other issues like guilt and the need for forgiveness and the need to, you know, not fall into perfectionism or fatalism, but rather to, you know, engage this cycle of death and life. Um, But that's different than the dramatic model, which deals more with what's your desert, Wash your garden, be vigilant, don't be overly confident. Uh, And so that deals with a different set of issues, like what are some boundaries that I must place in my life so that I am less likely to be seduced or become a prey of or be seduced by the evil? Yeah, I like that. And uh, thanks for that clarification, because I... I I think, I think I jumped models uh, there earlier, but uh, I want to focus real quick on a point that you made about the dramatic model is that it, it helps us um, uh, sort of overcome the, uh, I forget the word you use, but sort of that woe is me sort of thing. I'm always dying to fatalism. self. Fatalism. Or fatalism. Thank you. Oh, Thank fatalism. You. <laughs> yeah. It helps us overcome the, the fatal, because I sort of fall into that trap of, you know, I'm like, let me just fall down and become part of the dust. And, you know, it's just where I, 
tend to fall on the Enneagram and all that sort of stuff. So um, it does, it helps you put things in perspective that, and I love the dramatic model because I would never have guessed that that is what it describes. But once you understand it, it does, it sort of starts giving your life a little bit more meaning as far as like where you see your life in the drama of scripture and, and how this great narrative plays itself out. And so. like you, like you described, uh, Christians, I think sometimes are afraid that to struggle means that I'm not Christian. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was doing some work in Galatians. I don't know. It's been a while now. And I, I, I did, I did some writing on it too. And then uh, there in chapter five, when Paul says uh, the spirit is opposed to the flesh and the flesh opposed to the spirit, really Christians are the only ones who face that unique struggle of those two, will, those two wills, that struggle between the spirit and the flesh. Uh, those, those who don't have the spirit don't have those struggles because they ha- they're, they're guided by the flesh and that, that's, all, that's all that they, they know as far as their will goes. And so yeah, uh, yeah. For, for me, the idea of having uh, the spirit in my life, meaning that I can struggle and work through these things, of course, that there's grace for that too, but that there's, there, there's struggle for all of that is, is really encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, it's almost like a cycle. L- L- uh, Martin Luther describes it more as a cycle, you know, that when you are in the struggle, uh, what brings the struggle about is precisely that uh, you're a child of God. That is actually what brings the struggle. Uh, it-, it is when the child of God is connected to the scriptures, to the life of prayer, that the attacks come your way. And yet, at the same time, when the attacks come your way, God can use the attacks uh, so that he drives you closer to his word and prayer. So it's kind of another cyclical way of describing the Christian life. Um, And, uh, you know, I I think it's important to to think of the rich variety of ways in which sanctification is portrayed. Because... At a particular moment in my life, I might relate more to a certain model, or I feel like I'm more, you know, um, uh, connected to certain narratives in Scripture that make more sense of my current situation. Okay, so for example, if I'm dealing with a particular form of spiritual attack, let's say that I have a chronic illness. Let's say that I'm undergoing depression, and that's a chronic thing, you know, you don't have like a magic pill. Um, uh, it could be that I'm struggling with loneliness. I'm struggling with maybe God's abandonment. Uh, and, you know, and so in, in the midst of that struggle, I, I don't need someone to come and say to me, well, don't worry, brother, you know, just remember that God forgives you in Christ. Well, of course he forgives me in Christ. And, and that's a wonderful thing to know, but that's, that's not dealing with, Life in the desert right now, where what I need maybe is a community of support that can listen to the struggles I'm going through. And Luther does say, for instance, you know, never go at temptation alone. Always do it in the company of the community of saints. Don't try to be a spiritual superhero. You know, sometimes in spiritual warfare talk, everybody wants to be a warrior, you know, and, and, and sometimes we want to be spiritual superheroes. And, and we get and, too dramatic. <laughs> too dramatic. But the point is, no, I mean, 
go and find yourself a community of saints who can support you and walk with you in the middle of that struggle, you know. Uh, hold on to the word as an anchor to remind you that God is with you, right? Uh, pray, you know, and that might include lament. Why me, Lord? Why now? What am I going through this stuff? It's okay. You know, it's a time for lament too. Um, that's different than coming to someone and saying, I forgive you. Your guilt is taken away, you know, um, uh, which will be more of a renewal model kind of thing, you know, where I need to be reminded of who I am in Christ um, each time I die to self. I need to be restored and renewed and, and that kind of thing. Um, just to give you an example of, of the renewal model, uh, how it operates this way, I heard the story uh, from a friend of mine that a uh, father had accidentally uh, killed his child I think it was driving a tractor or something like that. And he explained that uh, he was always going to live with that guilt his whole life. You know, he knew he knew that he was a forgiven child of God, but he was always going to struggle with that guilt. So the renewal model in some ways works wonderfully in a situation like that because each day is a new day. You know, each day one is reminded that... Uh, that uh, you are God's dear child, and no one can take that away from you. And so uh, before him, uh, uh, you know, is a clean slate, as it were. And so you're renewed, right? But he would need that every single moment of his life, because he's always going to be dealing with that, you know. But that's a different situation. So, And I think that goes really well with what you said earlier, is of certain models might be more appropriate to focus on during certain seasons of your life. And that was sort of, I, I mean, you said it in the book, and, and as you're reading these models, it really is strongly emphasized or demonstrated how, how potent it would be to connect those with certain rhythms of spiritual disciplines and, and, and rhythms of life. Is that it, Like, you know, maybe you're right. There are times uh, you need to, to focus on certain areas. And so I like, you know, yes, as somebody who struggles with depression periodically, and I just, I come up against seasons of it for, I think, all kinds of reasons. It's spiritual, but also just mental and physical reasons as well as many causes. Um, I'm going to start trying to take some of these models into account as maybe building out sort of a, uh, maybe we'll call it a spiritual life plan of, uh, of spiritual mm -hmm. disciplines and things like that to go through and really help focus on and, and understand what the Spirit is doing in my life at this moment in time and through this uh, period. Now that you've heard about two of Leo's models of sanctification, I hope you've gotten a sense for just how practical these models actually are for your daily living. When we are facing our own guilt because of sin or mistakes we've made, we can practice the renewal model by dying to ourselves and being raised to life because of the forgiveness that Christ offers. When we encounter moments of temptation and we struggle between our fleshly desires and the Spirit's will for us to lay them down, we recognize that the grand narrative of Scripture is playing itself out in our very midst. So I would challenge you, as you go throughout your day today, look at the decisions you make through the lens of the dramatic model and see what's at stake. I think you'll come away with the profound sense of why it's so important that every moment of our lives be dedicated to the pursuit of Christ. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Leo Sanchez and his work, check out concordiatheology.org. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation where we learn our sanctification isn't just for our own benefit. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.